We're here today, Baruch Hashem, Rav Shabbos Kodesh, Pasha Shmois, the first week of Shavavim. We're here to learn the material of Shabbos, Bezos Hashem Nisbach. It's a cold, cold winter day here on the east coast of the United States. Okay, we're learning Lufu Hashalema. Rafal Chaim Shayashra, Ben Babi Rifkachaya, Ori Eitan Ben Chagit. Ophim Achol ben Yao, Shlema ben Esther, Rachma Katon Baslea, Yosef Yehuda, ben Adasa Peril, Roi ben Ilano, Zamzev ben Rochel, Rapsimcha ben Yaman Zev ben Bino, Rickel Bapsha, and Ephraim Avigdom ben Rochel Leir, Rufur Shlema Bakar of Mamish, Seich Shachoyle Israel. A beautiful devotee here from Rabchaim Shmuel Levitz, Roshiva Mirishiva, Zechatzali Kosh Rocha, about the inherent joy in life itself. So let's see what Pasha Shemais and Harab Chaim and his brilliance and Kedusha ties together. So Chaim. No prayer or hope lies closer to the Jewish heart than the desire for life. Yet with all our yearnings and quest for life, we are often ignorant of the true meaning of life, grasping its peripheral aspects, but remaining oblivious to its essence. We visualize life as but a means for joy and pleasure, as merely the medium through which to experience these fulfillments. We talk about things, quote, worth living for, yet, in our superficial view of life, we fail to appreciate the most profound joy of all, life itself. Let us take a look at life from the perspective of our Chachamim, and we shall see how it is to be evaluated, and what constitutes its true essence. Pazak this week's Pasha says, Look, Reb Chaim, Hoven is Chak Maloi. And Reb Chaim brings the Yalkut Shemaini. Gimu Hoyu Ba'esi Yetzer. There were three people involved in making this decision against Kla Yisrael. Bilam Yoitz, Iyab Shosak, V'Yisrei Barach. Bilam gave an Eitzah, Eve was quiet, and Yisrael ran away. These were the three advisors for Pari. Bilam Shiyoatz Naharag Becherv. Bilam at the end was killed by sword. Eve Shasak Nidoim Biyisur. Even we know had Yisur. Yisrael Shabarach Zacha Ubanav Yashvu Bishlikas Hagazas. I'm sorry. Bilishkas Hagazas. Yisrael, who fled in protest, merited having children who sat in the Lishka Sazazas in the Sanhedrin. Zagreb Chaim, to our sense of justice, this verdict appears incongruous. Why was Bilam, the evil protagonist, given a swift and merciful death, while Eov, guilty of only silence, was afflicted with every pain and torment? The very same Eev has become the synonym for suffering. Reb Chaim answers, the answer is that it is our shallow understanding of the value of life that does not allow, allow us to understand Hashem's verdict. We have no appreciation, Dr. Reb Chaim, of life's true essence. Were our eyes to be opened, we would see that Eev's punishment was by far the easier of the other two. Or of the two. True, he suffered greatly, but yet he have lived. Bilam was spared suffering, but put to death. Reb Chaim says better a thousand times pain, quote, than the merciful, quote, death of Bilam. 
This is perhaps best reflected when Dover Malach says in the Pasuk in Tehillim, Yasa Yisrani Ka Balamabas Lainas Anani. Capital Kuf Yudchas, Pasuk Yudchas, we know it from Tehillim, we know it from Hal. Dover Malach is able to reflect on a life filled with pain and sorrow and put it into proper perspective regarding the gift of life itself. In order to gauge one's own appreciation of life, one must observe in what perspective one places his own problems and troubles. Just as a person who has just received or won a great fortune does not feel a small loss, so to a person in full cognizance of the tremendous gift that is his, in other words, life, is oblivious to the relatively unimportant trivials that he must undergo. Against the background of fabulous gift of life, even the tribulations of Eev are unimportant. Thus, the Pasuk says, Of what can a living person, a living man, complain? As with other gifts that the Creator bestows upon humanity, the gift of life, too, is only granted to those who appreciate it. Even our father, Yaakov Avinu, who was pursued by Esav and Lovin, who was humiliated by the affair of Dina and who suffered 22 years of anguish over Yosef's disappearance, was punished for complaining about his trivials. Chazal tells us that for each word of complaint uttered, Yaakov Avinu lost a year of life, altogether 33 in number. The gift of life is for those appreciating it. Those sliding it or complaining about it, lose it. Dr. Chaim, furthermore, if we take a close look at the conversation and count the 33 words that Yaakov said to Pari, we realize that Pari's question about his age is included in the punishment. Right? Kami Yemechaya is included. Why? Asks Abraham. The reason must be that Pari's question was not asked out of mere politeness. It was prompted by Yaakov's appearance. In the creases and folds of Yaakov's face, one could read a lifetime filled with anguish and suffering. Taken aback, Pari was prompted to ask, How many years have you lived? Not only was it expected of our father Yaakov Avinu that his words described the true appreciation of life, but even his appearance and bearing was expected to portray the radiance of a man endowed with God's greatest gift, like the Dasakanim speaks out. The piyots recited on Shavuos also points out the so-called shortcoming, shortcoming of Yaakov. The piyot explains briefly why the Torah was given only through Moshe and not through any of his illustrious predecessors. Avram and Yitzchak had their perspective faults, while Yaakov's shortcomings is described as, quote, not having been tranquil. This lack of tranquility is meant to describe the absence of appreciation mentioned in the Medrash above. Having shown the importance of properly evaluating the gift of life, we are left with the question, what indeed is this joy of life, or stronger yet? What is the essence of life, and what does it mean to be alive? Let us touch upon two points that lie close to the core of that which is called life. Chazal teach us <clears throat> that all the pleasures of this world are naught compared to a moment's delight in Olam Haba and the world to come. It has been noted that not only is a moment of the next world more pleasurable than all of this world's joys, but even 
A mere sniff of its fragrance is superior to anything this world can add, offer. Yet Chanzal conclude. Far better is an hour of repentance and good deed in this world than a lifetime in the world to come. So how are we to understand this? The explanation is that the pleasure of the world to come of Olam consists of closeness to Hashem that one has attained in this world during his life. True, the enjoyment is infinite, but its scope is limited to that which one has achieved during his lifetime. Thus, it is our humble existence in this world which carries, which carries within it the potential for infinite closeness to Hashem True, this relationship is often, often clouded and not easily perceived, but yet it is there. The full realization and awareness thereof is to be had in the world to come, in the Olam but it is here in this world that the potential of such achievement is yet unlimited. This is the understanding of the well-known story of the Vilna Gaon's crying on his deathbed. Those with him asked him, why are you crying? What's the reason for your tears? He held his tzitzis in his hand and replied, I'm leaving a world where but for a few pennies one could perform such wonderful mitzvahs while in the world to come in Elmabba, the opportunity no longer exists. A second facet of life, Zakhtar Chaim, worth pondering is that if it, it affords the possibility for a man to relate to his fellow human being, share his joy, help shoulder his sorrow, and most of all, this world affords one the opportunity to give of oneself to one's fellow man. Zakhtar Chaim, the Medrash, bears out this point. Chazal tells us that the wife of Shimon Chalafta had an argument with her Beinu HaKadosh about the propriety of accepting a gift from heaven. Rabbeinu HaKadosh is shorter. If you will be missing anything in the world to come, I will replace it with my own. To which she replied, Will you then see me in the world to come? Does not each tzaddik dwell in his own world like Shemais Rabbu? Thus we see that as, as magnificent as Elabah is, it is a place where in contrast to this world, man resides alone in the realm of that understanding of giving and taking and what. Do not believe this wonderful gift of relating to another person. I'm sorry. Do not belittle this wonderful gift in this world of relating to another person. Adam lived in Gan Eden, untainted by a various sin and administrated by a malachim. Yes, yet it was of him that Hashem declared, it is not good for a man to be alone. The Kuntras Hasfekas, Dr. Chaim, in the introduction, to his safer quotes the re muscado. Even if a person was to ascend to the heavens and absorb observe all the beauty and wonders thereof, he will not be happy unless he could share his observations with someone else. This necessity to share one's life with others is not a derivative of human limitation, but rather Chaim, the hallmark of its greatness. May we be to take these lessons and implement them. Such important, pure thoughts from Chaim, which is amazing to me because when you look at one, three words in the Pasuk of Shemais, you could derive from it, from the Medrash, such deep, deep meaning, important lessons. What Chaim is of itself, the joy and importance, the present, the inherent of life itself is Taka the Simcha Sachaim.
Simchas Chaim is Chaim, living. And what means living? Being able to share it and give and help someone else. As Rezak to Chaim, this week's Pasha. Maybe Rezak to a beautiful Shabbos, the first one of Shavavim, Bezaz Hashem. Maybe Rezak to Taka to Mashiach to Kenu, Bemeher of Yemen, Amen, Shabbos, Shabbos.